Welcome to our class in Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very special Hasidic discourse. The Chassidic discourse the Rebbe said in Shabbos Parshas Vayigash in Tufshin Lamidvav 45 years ago. And the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Hasidic discourse in honor of Hey Teves, the fifth day of the month of Teves, in the year Tufshin Nun, which is exactly 31 years ago. The name of the Hasidic discourse is called Vayigash Elav Yehuda, where Yehuda confronts Yosef HaTzadik, who that time Yosef was the king in the land of Egypt. So we know that everything in the Torah, you have the physical dimension, but you also have the spiritual dimension. So Yehuda is confronting Yosef HaTzadik. That's the physical play that takes place. Comes along the Zayar, and the Zayar says as follows, that this idea that Yehuda is confronting Yosef, what does that represent spiritually? That represents the idea of Geula, redemption, and Tefillah, and prayer. But what's interesting is that Zohar says that Yehuda is coming to Yosef. So the Zohar says that that is where Geula, redemption, is coming and meeting up with prayer. So says the Zohar. So the Rebbe explains this, based on what is brought down in many Hasidic uh, teachings, that what's the connection between Yehuda and Yosef and Geula, redemption and prayer? So it's brought down in many Hasidic teachings as follows, that Geula, redemption, resembles, represents, which sphera? The sphera of Yesoid. We know in the spheres there's ten spheroids, the three intellect, Chachman bin Adas, then you have the six emotional spherot, Chesed Gvurit Feris Netzachoid Yisoid, this Yisoid being the last of the uh, active emotional spheroids, and then you have the sphere of Malchus, which basically is in English it stands for kingdom, but it's a culmination of all the previous spherot. So in the Zohar it says as follows, that um, redemption is the sphere of Yisoid. What's the connection with redemption and the Yisrael of Yisrael? Because we know in the prophets, and the prophets of Ruth. So it says over there as follows. It says, Im toiv, Which means that if you're going to be redeemed, it's going to be good. So you see that when it comes to redemption, it uses which terminology? It uses the terminology of toiv good. So there's a connection between redemption and good. Now, good is which, which uh, sphera? It's the sphera of Yesoid. So based on this, so Geula is connection to Toiv, and Toiv is the sphere of Yesoid. So Geula is the sphere of Yesoid. And then it says that Tefillah, prayer, is the sphere of Malchus. So when it's, the Zohar says, that the connect that Yehuda is confronting Yosef is represents the idea of Gula and Tefillah. So Gula we know is redemption. Tefillah we know is prayer. But in the world of the spheroids, Gula represents Yisoid, the sphere of Yisoid, and Tefillah represents uh, Malchus. So Gula with Tefillah meeting up is Yisoid meeting up with Malchus. And based on this, Rabbi explains that's the connection of Gula. But the Zohar says that Geula and Tefillah with the idea of Yehosef and Yehuda. Why? Because just like we said, Geula represents Yesoid, and Tefillah represents what Malchus. So we know that Yosef, the Torah says, when it refers to Yosef, it says, Ben Shva Esrei Shana. He was 17 years old. 
and um, the uh, word toiv that we said we said represents yesoid. Toiv numerically is made up of three letters: tes vav and vays, nine, six, and two, which equals number seventeen. So Yosef represents the idea of what yesoid. Why? Because it says in the Torah he was seventeen, and seventeen is toiv, so Yosef is connected to yesoid. And Yehuda, we know, is resemb- resembles the idea of Malchus. So you see again, Yosef is Yesoid, Yehuda is Malchus, Geula is Yesoid, Tfila is Malchus, um, and that's the connection between those two. Now, <clears throat> so right away they ask a very simple question in the world of Chassidus. What, is, what does it say? Vayigash Elav Yehuda. So who was standing strong? Who was standing f- firm in a spot? Yosef. And Yehuda was confronting Yosef. In other words, Yosef was standing, Yehuda was confronting Yosef. When we say smichos geula litfilos, what's the one that's standing strong? That tfilah is the one that's standing strong. And what is co- coming to tfilah? Geula is coming to tfilah. So therefore, when we say that Yehuda is coming to Yosef, it comes out that Yosef is Yesoid, and Yehuda Malchus is coming to Yesoid. That's point number one. Gula Latfila means Tfila is Malchus, and Gula Yesoid is coming to Malchus. So, versus when Yehuda was coming to Yosef, Malchus was coming to Yesoid, which is just the opposite. And here the Zohar says it's like Gula Latfila. That's question number one. Number, question number two is even deeper. When we say that Yehuda was coming to Yosef, that means Yosef is the stronger one, and Yehuda is coming to Yosef. That's why Yehuda has to come to Yosef. In other words, so when it says Gula is coming to Tefillah, so what comes out? What's the stronger one? Prayer is the stronger one. And redemption is coming to prayer. Seemingly, redemption is what we want. The prayer brings about the redemption. So those are the few questions Rebbe asks on this piece of the Zohar. So the Rebbe explains this based on what is brought down to this. And specifically in the of the Alter Rebbe in, in, in Torah er, on a Hasidic discourse in reference to uh, Yosef and his brothers, where the Torah says, "Vehine Anachnu." Yosef had his dream. Vehine Anachnu Malumim that they were uh, um, uh, um, gathering the bundles. So, so the in Torah er, the Alter explains. So Yosef is saying is that the brothers are coming to him. Why did the brothers have to come to him? Why spiritually did the brothers have to come to Yosef Asadik? So he, so the author explains, and it's brought down in many other places in Chassidus, that well, what's our work? What's our work in this world? Our work in this world is spiritual work. There's holy sparks that are gathered all scattered all over the world, and we have to elevate the sparks. Every time we make a blessing, we're elevating a spark. We learn Torah, we're elevating a spark. We do a mitzvah, we're elevating a spark. So our work in this world is to elevate the sparks. Who? Everybody. So Yosef elevated sparks. And the brothers elevated the sparks. So what happened was, the author explains, that Yosef's brothers were elevating sparks. But after they elevated the sparks, they had to bring the sparks they elevated to Yosef for a second transformation. So the first process of elevating the sparks, the brothers did. And then, they all to bring all the work they did, they had to bring it to Yosef, because Yosef had to do the second level of transformation. The question is, why is that? What was wrong with the transformation of the brothers that they have to bring it to Yosef for a second transformation? 
So the Altar explains as follows. Because the transformation that the, tr- that the brothers did, the way they did it in the world of Kabbalah, it's called Nilmatolamaila, which means they dealt with the world, with the darkness and the challenge of the world. In Hebrew, or in the world of Kabbalah, that's called the transformation of shame ban. Ban is numerical value of 52, and that's the way one of the permutation of God's name, which is a lower level of transformation, dealing with the world. Now, what's the problem with the transformation of Milmat below, above, dealing with the world, or shame ban? Because that transformation takes place through humility. You can't transform without humility. However, in humility, there's different levels of humility. There's Bittal Hayesh, when just the only part that's humbled is the course, the physical self, but not the whole person, not Bittal Metzias. Um, so when the brothers did transformation, it was Mulmatal It was from below above. They were dealing with the world, shame Ban. The Bittal, the humility they had was only Bittal Hayesh. So because it wasn't a full transformation, it was Mumatal it was only Bittal Hayesh. Therefore, they had to go ahead and bring it to Yosef HaTzadik. And Yosef did the second transformation, a higher transformation, more of a refined transformation. What's the higher level of transformation? Something which is called not Milmatal just the opposite. Milmailalamata, which means bringing in a powerful light. In the world of Kabbalah, it's not the, the transformation of Shem Ban, 52, but it's actually Birur of the Shem Maf, 45, which is a more refined transformation. Or, for example, it's Bittable Metzias, total humility on a, on a whole full level. And there, by, by creating the second transformation of the Bittal of Shema and Melmai Lamata, through that the sparks totally get consumed and become one with godliness. Now, so that's the process that had to happen. But how do you go from the brother's transformation of Shema in Shemban to the Shema? So the author explains in Torah and he says as follows, that in order to go from Shemban into Shema, you have to have the elevation I'll say it in Hebrew, halas man, the elevation of mayin nukfin. You have to have this mayin dukhrin, there's waters that come from above below, and then there's waters that come from below above. The one that comes from above below is called mad, mayin dukhrin, male water, and then the one that comes from below above is called man mayin nukfin. So there had to be the mayin nukfins, even though they did the transformation, they knew they needed Yosef Tzaddik. They needed Shema. They knew they knew they needed a higher level of Bittal. So they had to create within them the reaching out to Yosef. How did they reach out? The reaching out part in the world of Kabbalah is called shame, uh, but through man, uh, through elevating of the feminine uh, of the feminine water from below. And that's why it's specific. The Torah. It's interesting. If you look at the Torah, what does the Torah say? They prostrated themselves lalumasi to the sheaves of Yosef Atzadik. Which what does he shtachava? What does prostrate prostrating mean? That's basically elevating the lower waters. Man, Mayim Nukvin, of the tribes, and by creating that bitovatishtachavena, they prostrate himself. So through that they awakened within Yosef Chadik that he should bring down Shema, the higher name, the more refined name, to create a second level of transformation. 
So that's the process of the transformation. Again, to recap, that the brothers did the first level of transformation, Shemban. They brought it to Yosef of Shema, and the way they reached out to Yosef was through the Halas Man, the Mayan Nukvin. Now, but the question is like this if the brothers are working Shemban, what awakens within them the, the Man, the Mayan Nukvin? So the Rebbe explains, in order to create that the Mayim Nukvan should be inspired, that they should reach out, that, that Yosef should elevate the Shemban, that comes through the drawing down the light of Shema, which Yosef has access to. And based on this, the Rebbe explains, that's why the Zohar says that when Yehuda approached Yosef, that's like the idea of the, the, um, the uh, of redemption coming to the idea of prayer. Why? Because what is Yehuda? We, all, we know that Yehuda, for example, he represented all the Shvatim. He was the main of all the brothers. So what does it mean that Yehuda came to Yosef? What does Yehuda alone came to Yosef? He was representing all the tribes. And Yehuda came to Yosef was to bring the elevated, to bring the, ele- the elevation of the Mayim Nukvin, the low-level orders of the tribes, to Yosef Atzadik, so that Yosef should be inspired to bring down Mayim Dukrim, the, high, the, low, low, the higher level of orders, from the na- name of Ma, which is the higher level of Yudke Vavke in the permutation of 45, so that there will be a second transformation of Melmaid Lamat that came from, abolo- from ab- above to below to elevate it. And that's why it actually the Chazal tell us the Vayiga Sheil of Yehuda. When Yehuda confronted Yosef, so Vayigash means he came. He came forward, not in a way God for the war. He came peace. He came peacefully. Why? Because when he approached Yosef at Tzadik, he approached him peacefully. Why? Because he needed Yosef to create the transformation, the higher level of transformation, as we said before, Milmaila Lamata, which is from the shame from the shame Ma, which that's the transformation of Yosef Atzadik, and the transformation of Yosef Atzadik, which comes from Milmaila Lamata, is done in a way of peace. When you're doing a transformation, Milmata Lamaila, and you're dealing with darkness, and you're dealing with struggles, that's not peaceful. But by Yigashay Love Yehuda, when you come to Yosef Atzadik, when the light is shining, that that's done in a way of peace. And like, for example, we know the major difference between transformation that takes place when you're praying and transformation that takes place through learning Torah. Because when, you, when, when a person's praying, so there's a struggle between the godly soul and the animal soul. That's milmatalamayla. And that is, we, in Kabbalah, it's called the time of prayer is war. A war between the godly soul and the animal soul. It's not peaceful. During prayer, it's very, very intense. However, when you sit down to learn Torah, that's a whole different experience. When you learn Torah, the light of Torah just shines in. There's no struggle. It's only revelation of powerful light. And that engagement, the godly soul with the animal soul, is in a way of menucha v'shalim. Calm, peace, happiness, tranquility. And not only that, there's different, we know there's different levels in learning Torah. For example, you have the transformation that takes place through learning the revealed part of the Torah, the Mishnah and the Talmud, and the transformation that takes place by learning Chassidus, like we're learning right now. And we all know the fact is learning Talmud 
is the light is on, it's great. But when you're learning Kabbalah, you're learning Chassidus, the light that's on then is totally over the top. That's the greatest level of peace and the greatest level of trans trans tranquility. Now, so to create the opportunity that you should have the elevation of the brothers, Mayim Nukvin, of Malchus to Zer Ampim, the six meters, which is represented by Yosef HaTzadik, which basically means Yehuda comes to Yosef HaTzadik, he's bringing Mayim Nukvim, elevating the Malchus into Zah. How does that happen? What causes that Yehuda should even want to go? That comes by Yosef HaTzadik sending out positive energy from Zah into Malchus. And that's the idea of Smichus Geula Latvila, because bringing down um, redemption into prayer. Now, so what are we saying? This expression of Geula Latvila, that Geula is getting connected with, 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 uh, with prayer. So what is the main part? The main part is what? Is prayer. But seemingly, redemption should be the main thing. The goal is for the redemption. And prayer brings her out the redemption. So why does it say, Smichas Geula Latvila? As if the prayer is the main part. And Rebbe explains, very, very simple, because we know when Hashem created the world, He had a reason why He created the world. Hashem created the world because He wanted to make a dwelling place down in this world. Hashem wanted, specifically where it's dark, specifically where it's challenging, specifically where there's a mata, where there's, so to speak, low energy, God should be revealed there. So since the ultimate is Hashem wanted a place where it's dark, Hashem wanted a place where it's, where it's challenging, knows the main purpose of dear B'tachtoinim, Hashem wanted to have a place where it's dark. So how does that happen? That doesn't happen by bringing in a light, by learning Torah. That happens specifically through prayer. That happens through the struggle. So there, which is basically in Kabbalah, it's called Biru, the transformation of Ban. So therefore it says, Smichas Gula Litvila, because the truth is that Tvila is really higher, because that's the goal. The goal is the struggle, and the goal is to bring light in the place of the struggle. Because when you have a transformation from above below, like we said before, learning Torah, whether it's the revealed part of Torah, even more so when you learn Kabbalah and mysticism, which is on, on the spiritual world, it's called the, this transformation of Shema, the higher level of transformation. So what's the reason why things get transformed? Because it's a very powerful light. Not that the world gets transformed. The light comes in, so automatically it's bright. So that has nothing to do with really with transforming the physical world. But the purpose of Dir B'tachtoinim, elevating the, this world that we're in, we're in, that fulfills and completes the intention of Hashem wanted Dir B'tachtoinim. That happens specifically how? When we do the Avoidah of Milmata Lamaila. When we work in this world to bring, we struggle with the world, we struggle with an animal soul, and when ultimately our animal soul and the world becomes a vessel for godliness. By bringing in big light, that's great. Learning Torah is amazing. Learning Chassidus is amazing. But the goal is also, more importantly, that the Tachtoin, the world, the animal soul should be transformed. And that only happens through through the real struggle. And that's why we all know that when Mashiach comes, Yehuda is going to be much, Yehuda Malchus is going to be greater than Yosef Tzaddik.
As for example, it says in the Aftor of the Shabbos, Parshas Vayigash, the Avdi David, my servant, King David, Melech Aleim is the king over them, and the David Avdi Nasi Lehem Lo'ilo, my, my faithful servant, King David, is going to be the priest and the prince uh, forever. Because the ultimate goal is that the Tachtoin, the world should be elevated. And the way the world gets elevated is specifically through Malchus, specifically through the darkness. The darkness can't transform it. <clears throat> now, to go into this a little deeper, so the Rebbe explains like this. He brings from many Hasidic discourses that say like this. You have Hamshacha drawing in the light of Shema, which is humility, bringing light into the world. That's the higher level of light. But then you have the transformation of Ban, so it's a lower level of light, but it's elevating the physical world. So in, in Kabbalah and Hasidus, they give two examples of it. What's the two examples? One is called Talmud. So when you learn Talmud, that's drawing in the light, the light of Ma. And by action, doing the mitzvahs, that's the transformation of Sheinban. What's the, what's, the, what's the idea behind it? So Rebbe explains like this. We all know there's a famous argument in the Talmud. What's the argument in the Talmud? What's greater, learning Torah or doing mitzvahs? Well, why is there an argument? Why isn't it clear? Because the fact is, in life, everything is pros and cons. So each one has a pro that the other one doesn't have. So for example, in learning Torah, what's the pro of learning Torah? Revelation, you learn Torah, the light is on. You literally are connecting to the light of Hashem. If it's the revealed part of the Torah, if you're learning this, the light is like a laser light. It's extremely powerful. So learning Torah represents what? Bringing in the light. On the other hand, and that's the power of learning Torah. But what's the, super, what's the tremendous pro of doing a mitzvah, action? Because when you do a mitzvah, besides that you transform, what you're actually doing is you're drawing down the essence of Hashem. So by learning Torah, it's revelation, but it's not the essence. By doing a mitzvah, you're drawing down the essence of Hashem. So... Each one has an argument. On one hand, you're learning Torah. Wow, you're busy with light. But on the other hand, mitzvahs, the essence of Hashem. And what was the end resolution in the Talmud? What's greater? Talmud, on one hand, would argue, no, I'm bringing the light. But action argued, no, no, but I have the essence of Hashem. And the, the end, after going back and forth, what did they say? That Talmud is greater why? With a caveat. Because Talmud brings you to do the action. In other words, like this. Talmud is greater because Talmud causes you to do to the action. So even though action, you're getting the essence of Hashem, which that's very, very powerful, but how did you go about being inspired to do the mitzvah through Talmud? So Talmud is the cause for you doing the mitzvahs. So again, so even though by doing the mitzvah you're getting the essence of Hashem, without Talmud you're not doing any mitzvahs. So Talmud is greater, A, because it brings in the light, and B, because it, more importantly, because it's the cause for you doing the mitzvahs. And the Rebbe explains there's two important ideas why Talmud is greater because it causes you to do the mitzvahs. One is, because when you learn Torah, what happens? When you learn Torah, you create revelation. 
What's the revelation? The revelation that by doing a mitzvah, you bring in the essence of Hashem. Why? Because what's the whole idea of learning Torah? When you learn, think about when before you learned something and after you learned it. Before you learned it, it existed. You just didn't know it. You didn't create anything new. So every time you learn, you're creating a, a revelation. As we know, the Torah said, what does it say, what does it say in reference to Torah? Torah oir. Torah brings light. What does that mean? Before it was concealed, when you learn it, the light went on. So the power of Torah is that Torah puts on the light and shows you that when you do a mitzvah, you know what's happening now? You're drawing down the essence of Hashem. So what causes you to, what causes drawing down the essence of Hashem? Doing the mitzvah. But what put on the light that you should see that by doing the mitzvah, you're drawing down the essence of Hashem? That's learning Torah. That's point number one what Torah does. It creates a revelation. Revelation of the mitzvah. A second point, how do you draw down the light of doing the mitzvah? Through learning Torah. Why? In other words, we're going now a step further. Even the mitzvah that you're doing, that you're connecting to the essence of Hashem, how are you connecting specifically through learning Torah? Because if you do a mitzvah without learning Torah, you're not going to connect to the essence. Why is that? Because what's the reason when you do a mitzvah, you're connecting to the essence of Hashem? Because what happens is, when you do a mitzvah out of arrogance, you're not connecting to the essence of Hashem. There's you and there's a mitzvah and stays two separate entities. But what happens is when you do a mitzvah with humility, you recognize that really Hashem created the world, Hashem gave you everything, and it's in a humble experience to have an opportunity to do what Hashem wants. So now you're connecting to the mitzvah. In other words, there's a major difference when you just do a mitzvah. Again, it's still a mitzvah. Don't discount it. A mitzvah is a mitzvah. But when you do a mitzvah with humility, then it's a whole different mitzvah. Then you're connecting to the one that gave you the mitzvah. How do you go about doing a mitzvah with humility? So that happens by learning Torah. How does it happen through learning Torah? Because we know it says that Torah is called Toshia. What does Toshia mean? So, Teshia means it makes you weak. And what is it? You, learning Torah makes you weak? Not God forbid your godly soul. When you learn Torah, it weakens your animal soul. And by weakening your animal soul, you become more humble. What makes us arrogant? The animal soul. When you learn Torah, the Torah, besides the fact it brings light to the godly soul, and it but it makes the animal soul, the animalistic part, weak. And that creates a person to become hum hum humble. So when you become humble, then you connect to the essence of the mitzvah. So this is what it means when it says that Talmud is greater because it causes you to mitzvah. Because the, literally the mitzvah that you're doing comes through learning. So through learning, A, the first part, it creates the revelation of the importance of doing the mitzvah. But more importantly, it creates the opportunity to really connect to what a mitzvah is. So the same thing applies, Rebbe explains, when you draw down through the shame ma, which is bringing in the light, and the transformation of the ban, of transforming the world. In other words, like this. Where's the revelation greater? In ma, just like Talmud. It's, it, it's in, in Talmud, it's, a, it's the light. Shema, it's the light. Mitzvahis, it's the essence of Hashem. Ban, transformation of the world. You get the essence of Hashem. Now, 
by doing a mitzvah, you're fulfilling Hashem's wish to have a dira betachtoinim, a dwelling place in this world. The same thing also by transforming the world using Shemban, dealing with the world, you're fulfilling Hashem's dream to have a dwelling place where? In the physical world. So, no. So, therefore, what do you see? What's greater? The mitzvah is greater. Transforming the world. But what did we say before? How do you get to do the mitzvah? Through, through, through learning Torah. So in other words, in order to come to this great dear betachtoinim, shame ba, doing the mitzvahs, shame ba, doing the mitzvahs, comes through limit Torah, which is shame ma, that comes first. Just like we said, that Talmud is greater because it brings you to do a mitzvah. So really where it's at, where does the transformation take place? Where do you connect to the essence of Hashem? Where do you fulfill Hashem's dream of dear betachtoinim as in a mitzvah? Shemban. But what causes Shemban to happen? That caused by Shema, which is learning Torah. So based on this, Rabbi asks a very simple question. What are we saying? When you, when you bring Geula to Tefillah, so we're saying now is that Smichas Geula to Tefillah, that what's greater? Tefillah is actually greater. It's greater than redemption, because redemption brings you to prayer. Now, so the same thing also with learning and doing mitzvahs. So what is greater, learning or doing the mitzvah? So ultimately, really, my action is greater. Doing the mitzvah is greater. But today, what's greater? What's more important? Learning. Because by learning, you're bringing in the light. By learning, you're seeing the light of the mitzvahs. And learning creates the humility that allows you to do the mitzvah. So, what's the cause that gets you to do the mitzvah? Humility. Through Torah. Now, when it comes to redemption... So what are we saying? That the truth is even today, even today, what's the more important idea? The more important idea is prayer. <clears throat> the more important idea is prayer. And that's why Geula comes before tefillah because prayer is where it's at. In other words, prayer means it's the action. So the question is back, it, what's greater? So we're saying is in this world that Talmud is greater. But then again, we're saying is Geula, tefillah, prayer is greater. So how does it work? Trevor explains this um, based on <clears throat> a deeper analysis of why Talmud is greater. And he explains like this. What's the reason that Talmud is greater? Learning Torah is greater. Because by learning Torah, it caused you to do the mitzvot. And mitzvot is where it's at. So therefore, we're going to go back now. So if... The only reason why Talmud is great is because it causes you to do the mitzvahs. And mitzvahs causes you to draw down the essence of Hashem. And that's the dear betachtoinim. So it comes out that what's greater? Action is greater. Because that's the ultimate goal. And that's what's going to be like Mashiach comes. And matter of fact, we know when Mashiach comes, we're going to see, as we said before, the greatness of King David, the greatness of action. So when Mashiach comes, it's all about the action. So if that's the case, so why are we saying Talmud is greater now? And Rebbe explains. Because the truth is, yes, in reality, in the true sense, what's the greatest? It is action. It is Misa. And we see when Mashiach comes, it's going to be action. But today, the main thing is 
revelation. In Hebrew, it's called giluyim. In other words, even the greatness of action, that through action, you bring down the essence of Hashem, the way it's felt today, the way we feel today, that we, we're doing a mitzvah, we bring the essence of Hashem. That's all, the way we feel it today in this world is all about revelation. Now, since today, how do we fulfill the, the action that we're, we're inspired to do the mitzvah? What inspires us to do the mitzvah? By learning Torah. So therefore, since what inspires us to do the mitzvah is learning Torah, so therefore, even today, what's the greater part? The greater part is learning. Because the learning will get you to do the action. So again, just to recap, to get clear. There's no question, action is the highest. Action draws down the essence of Hashem. When Mashiach comes, we're going to see the power, powerful beauty of action. But in this world that we're living in, we reveal people. We know that in order to bring the action out, we need to have the revelation. We need to learn Torah, whether it's the revealed part of Torah, and more importantly, Chassidus. So in this world, what do we feel? We feel the revelation. Even the mitzvah's part, are we're inspired from the revelation of Torah. So based on this, Rebbe explains that this what it says that in order to elevate the brothers, what were the brothers? The brothers, we said, they do the transformation through Ban, through Mayan Nukfin, which is all representing what? Doing the work from below, which represents the idea of mitzvahs. But what is the inspiration that causes the brothers to, to, to create the Mayim Nukfin? And then who do they bring it to? They bring it to Yosef HaTzadik. The one that inspires it is Ma, which is Yosef HaTzadik, which is, represents the idea, just like by learning Torah, that the Torah is the one that causes the action. So the same thing also, Shema, which is revelation, causes the, the, the uh, Mayim Nukfim and the elevation of Hashem ba, Ban. So based on this, we can also understand this idea that we say that Smichus, we bring Geula, to, to, uh, Geula which resembles Yisoy, to Tfila, which is Malchus. Why? Because Geula comes to Tfila. What are we saying? What's greater? Tfila is much greater. And that's why, you know, that's why when it says when Mashiach is going to come, Who's going to be greater? Yehuda's going to be greater. Malchus is going to be greater. Prayer is going to be greater. And that's why it says, Geula Latfila. In other words, this that Yehuda's going to be greater is going to be, represent, obviously when Mashiach comes, Yehuda's going to be much greater. But since now, there's also a revelation of Malchus, because the learning causes you to do the action, so therefore, in many ways, you can see the revelation of Malchus even in this world. In other words, the revelation of prayer over redemption. Which the Rebbe is going to soon explain powerfully in depth based on a powerful insight into this week's Torah portion. Just to, just to finish off the point. So based on this, the Rebbe explains very simple. That's why it says in the Zayar that Yehuda coming to Yosef, which we know Yehuda coming to Yosef is referring to Malchus coming to Yosef, is the same idea of Geula coming to Tefillah, which means Yisoyed, the opposite, where Yisoyed is coming to Malchus. Knows even though Yehuda is coming to Yosef, what is it bringing out? What's the more powerful one? Yisoyed, Zod, the six Midas. Because there are certain areas where Yehuda is greater, 
And that's where Malcha stands out. Another was like this. Before we get into the uh, the to to the to the uh, to, to, to the in-depth analysis of it, what Drab is saying is like this. They're both correct. They're both correct. On one hand, we know that action is where it's at. It's where it's at brings down the essence of Hashem. When Mashiach comes, we're gonna see it. And that resembles our might by action. On the other hand, we all know that what causes us to get there is specifically through learning, through revelation. So based on the Shabbat says, there's a pro in each one. There's a pro in Yesoid, and there's a pro in Malchus. The pro of Yesoid is revelation, which causes us to do the action of the mitzvahs, but there's a pro in the action because that's really where it's at. And that's why the verse says, Vayigash Eilav Yehuda, that Yehuda, Malchus, is coming to Yosef. Why? Because there's a pro in Malchus. They have to come to Shema because that's the revelation that causes the, the, us to do the mitzvahs. On the other hand, you have Gula going to Tfilah because Yosef is going to Malchus because the fact is, Malchus is where it's at. And the Rebbe explains this with a powerful insight um, in, in this week's Torah portion where it says like this. Yehuda comes to Yosef. And what does he tell him? And he tells him like this, very powerful, driven, emotional worlds. He says, Eich ele How am I, Yehuda, going to go up to our father? And by telling him that, that caused Yosef he couldn't resist. He literally broke down in tears. And then he went ahead and he uh, confessed to his brothers, I'm Yosef, and so on and so forth. So the rabbi asks a very simple question. After the brothers came to Yosef, they went to get Binyamin. They came back with Binyamin. So Binyamin's there already. All the brothers are there. Why didn't Yosef reveal himself right away? That's question number one. He got what he wanted. He has all the brothers. He has Binyamin. I mean, how did he hold back from not revealing himself? Let's go further. He went ahead and he took the goblet and he put it into Yosef's... Into, Yosef took the goblet and put it into Benjamin's back, bag. Why did he do that? So they should come back to him a second time. Why did he play games with this, with this goblet? Put the goblet in and he should come back again. And only after... Yehuda came along and came and he said, how can I go to my father and Benjamin's not here? Then only did he, did he, did he reveal himself. What was this whole game? Now we know Yosef is not, is not playing games. There must be a spiritual reason for the story. And here the Rebbe explains so powerfully, according to Kabbalah, exactly what was going on. And it's really, really beautiful. And the Rebbe explains as follows. And he says like this. So we already said before who Yosef is. Yosef Atzadik. Yosef represents the idea of Yesoid, and Yehuda represents the idea of Malchus. So the Rebbe says, we have another player here. Who's the other player? Binyamin, Benjamin. What does Benjamin represent? So the Rebbe explains that Benjamin represents something which is called Tzadik Tachtoin, the low-level Tzadik. What does that mean, a Tzadik Tachtoin? A Tzadik, but Tachtoin, he deals with Tachtoinim. He deals with the physical world. He deals with the darkness of the world. And all this Yosef, Benjamin's job is to be a tachtoin, to take the makabel, to take the receiver, to take the emptiness, milmatalamaila. So the tzaddik elyoin, 
Yosef was a tzaddik elyon. He's bringing light into the world. Benjamin ben Yamin is a tzaddik tachtoin. He's dealing with the darkness of the world. And he brings the darkness and elevates it on high. And he connects it with the real mashpia, with the real giver. And therefore, so since Benjamin represents the tzaddik tachtoin, that means he elevates the low, the, this low world higher. So the main halas man elevating the feminine water. We said that they had that the that they before initially we mentioned Yehuda brought it to Yosef. The main elevation takes place of Malchus through Benjamin. So again, so Benjamin has a key part kabbalistically here because he's the tzaddik tachtoin. Even though Yehuda tried to do his part, but he's not a tzaddik tachtoin. The real tzaddik tachtoin is Benjamin. He deals with the darkness of the world and elevates it to the tzaddik elyon. Now. So therefore, based on this, Terb explains very simple. Because Benjamin represented the Tzaddik Tachtan, they had to elevate the Mayim Nukvin to the, to the Mashpia, to Yosef Tzaddik. So therefore, it only was able to happen through Benjamin, but only after Benjamin came, not the first time, the second time. The first time wasn't enough. Why? Why wasn't it enough? And Terb explains powerful, and he says like this. Why did Yosef Atzadik take the goblet, put it into Benjamin's bag, and that caused him to come back the second time? Because Yosef Atzadik wasn't just putting in a, in a silver goblet. Yeah, technically that's what it was. But what he was putting in there was a spiritual energy to, in um, a, a silver, and we know it in, in Hebrew is kesef, from nichsef nichsafti, a yearning. So what Yosef was putting into, into Benjamin's bag was a yearning that the, the man, the lower level waters, should be elevated and want to, be, want to, want to go to, to the higher level and by, by drawing in from Zah, from the, from the six middays from Yesoid. So again, Yosef was putting into Benjamin's bag a awakening that man, Mayim Nukvin, should want to elevate all the sparks and bring it to Yosef to be elevated. And that's why Yosef instructed to hide, he didn't hide the, the, the goblet in Benjamin's bag, and Benjamin didn't know about it, the tribes didn't know about it. Why? What If Yosef's job is to inspire them, why didn't he tell them, guys, I need to elevate you, and here it is, I'm inspiring you. No, 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 because it had to be done in a concealed way that Benjamin and the brothers wouldn't know about it, because if the mashpia, referring to Yosef, the one that's trying to inspire them, they see it, then it's not really them that's being inspired. Yosef had to put it in to that when they should be inspired, so to speak, on their own. True, the motivation came subconsciously by Yosef planting in the bag the silver goblet. But, the, uh, but, the, but it had to be done in a hidden way that the, that the Mechabel, the receiver, Benjamin and the brothers on their own should want to return to Yosef Atzadik. And that's why after they found the goblet, <clears throat> after they found the go goblet, which means, what does it mean they found the goblet? That they were inspired to elevate their feminine waters. Then they went to Yosef, and that's when Yosef was able to reveal himself to him. And by 
Yosef putting in the, the, the goblet, and it was inspiring them to, they should be inspired. And then they got inspired. What happened after they got inspired, then Yosef gets elevated even higher. How do we see this? Because what happened was, what happened after they revealed themselves? Yehuda says, Yehuda says to Yosef, Hashem found the sin of your servants. Why? Because once they were inspired to elevate the feminine waters and they're coming to Yosef at Tzaddik, so then, now they're on a whole different level. Once they became a whole different level, the sins from before that they thought were gone gets elevated. Now the sins get reactivated. And then Yehuda confronts Yosef with the, with the elevation of the feminine waters. And because then he can have a true transformation that takes place. Powerful, powerful insight to the story of Benjamin. Now, it gets even better. So now, Yosef at Tzaddik is this high-level Tzaddik. Why does he want me busy elevating sparks? Live your life. Let me live my life. I'm going to bring light into the world. Why do you want to busy drawing in masculine waters? Mayim Duchram into them. So Yehuda tells Yosef and he says like this. Let me tell you something. And what does he tell him? He tells him, Because I am like Pari. What is he telling him? I'm like Pari. Who cares? What is, that? what is he trying to tell him? So Derber explains Kabbalistically and he says like this. Because when Yosef Atzadik takes from Yisoid and brings it into Malchus, you know, he gives Mayim Dukhrim into Mayim Nukhrim to inspire them, it's, an, it's a downgrade for him. He can be busy with, he's a Tzadik Elyon, with bringing light to the world. So Yehuda has to tell Yosef at Tzaddik, on the contrary, by bringing down light into the physical world, into Malchus, you know what's going to happen to Yosef? You're going to be elevated. Well, how are you going to be elevated? Because Yosef on his own, Tzaddik Elyon, where does he start from? Revelation. Where does Revelation start? In the spheres, the first revealed spheres, Chachma. And that's the beginning of all revelation. Yosef was on the level of, of Yisoyed, but he was dealing in the world of revelation, in the world of the first highest place is Chachma. But through the fact that Yosef reached out to the brothers and put in the goblet, and he had, a, he had to deal with inspiring people that needed inspiration, what did he tell him? You're going to be like Paroi. Paroi, you know, spiritually is a level of Keser, crown, which is above Chachma. And not only Kesser, it's actually he's on the level of Primius Kesser, the internal part of Kesser, which we know is Attic. So by Yosef coming down to elevate the brothers, he was actually elevated to the level of Kesser. So based on this, the Rebbe explains very, very powerfully, beautifully, the whole idea of Yehuda coming to Yosef with the way the Zoyer explains of Geula to Tefillah. In other words, like this. By Yehuda coming to Yosef, so it's really Malchus, Yehuda represents Malchus, coming to Yosef, Yosef Zah. Now, what does that bring out? That, so initially, what we always learned till now was Yehuda's Malchus, he's coming to Zah, and Zah's even higher. Says the Rebbe, no, no, what did we just learn? Yehuda's coming to Yosef, and Yehuda's telling Yosef, Yosef, inspire the brothers. 
Why? Because by inspiring the brothers, by you, Zog, coming down to Malchus, you're going to be elevated. Because through that, Zog comes into Malchus, what happens to you, Zog? You get elevated. You go to Kesser. So who's inspiring Yosef? Even though Yosef's higher, Yehuda's coming to Yosef, but he's telling Yosef, you want to be elevated. You need to come on to us. You need to come on to Malchus. Like, for example, Talmud Gadol, Talmud is greater, Shemevi Leimaisas. Even though Maisa is much greater, it's Atzmus, it's the essence of Hashem. But what causes Maisa, what causes us to do the mitzvahs? Learning Torah. And what happens is when we learn Torah, so the Torah gets elevated. Because Torah now created that we should do the mitzvahs. And based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully, that's the connection, and you see how beautiful it works out, what the Zohar says. Why? Because what is the Zohar saying? The Zohar saying is that it's Geula to Tfila. Because really, Tfila is even higher. Because Malchus is higher. Because Malchus causes, um, um, creates a greater revelation in the Geula. And based on what Rebbe explains, this is the connection of Ayiga Sheil of Yehuda. Where Yehuda comes to Yosef and he inspires Yosef to do his work to elevate Malchus, and through that Yehuda is going to be through that Yosef is going to be elevated, which is also connected to what it says in the Haftarah. What does it say in the Haftarah? That when Mashiach comes, Yehuda is actually going to be higher than Yosef in a revealed way. Why? Because the elevation that happens through Zah, which represent, which is represented by Yosef, through that he comes and he gives, he helps out, inspires Malchus. That's only an introduction to what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, that, that Malchus itself is going to be elevated. And as the prophet says in the Haftarah, the Avdi David Melech Aleyhem, that my servant David, he's going to be the real king. Malchus is going to be real king. But David Avdi Nasi Lem my, my servant David is going to be the, the prince forever. When, when the Rebbe finishes off, Bias, Mashiach, Tidkenu, Bakarib, Mamish, when Mashiach is going to come very, very soon, very, very quickly. So obviously, as you can tell, this is a very, very powerful dis, uh, Hasidic discourse. You learn the whole idea of Malchus, Zah, Ma, Ban, and the, the power of learning and of doing mitzvahs. And by ultimately, even though Maisa is very, very powerful because you got the essence of Hashem, but what causes it to happen by learning Torah? But I think the, what this Hasidic discourse has, it shows you the whole spiritual background behind Yehuda coming to Yosef and Yosef insisting that they bring Binyamin and then he has to inspire Binyamin and the brothers they should want to do their own tshuva by putting in the goblet and they come back and but ultimately even though Yosef is de- doing work that he should really be busy with el- great stuff there actually creates a tremendous elevation in Yosef himself where you ultimately realize that really it's all about doing the action but what causes us to do the action is by bring in the light. So we can go in circles all day long, but obviously you can tell you have to do both. You have to learn. You have to learn Nigla, the revealed part of Torah. You have to learn Chassidus. You have to do the mitzvahs. And as long as you keep on doing, you're doing and you're learning, you'll be in the tremendous light. But ultimately, let's hope and pray that we merit for the revelation of coming of Mashiach and we'll see the real value of doing the mitzvahs and we'll connect it to the essence of Hashem and God willing, Amit Hashem, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week.